sound. All right, let's just jump right into this motherfucker. Hell yeah. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome. This just in on Cranked and Ranked. Um, hi, everyone. Welcome to Cranked and Ranked, the <laughs> podcast slash YouTube show where two blokes rank albums from artists and other stuff and have big old long ass conversations and you love it. And um, the coffee's <laughs> the coffee is really kicking in. I was gonna say it's, the caffeine's Ooh. hit. It's like all of a sudden I just got this 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 rush Surge. of energy. Yeah, I'm so I'm so ready. Um, all right, so yes, uh, cranked and ranked. If you're new, um, welcome. If you're a peanut butter platypus, we appreciate you. As usual, mm. your host, old head, here to guide you along in the madness of it all. And with me, as always, Mister Eddie Sparks. What the fuck is up? Woo! <laughs> All right, that was uh, no, that's probably that was, the most high energy intro we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next so, week it'll uh, be like, "What's up, brother?" <laughs> yeah, and then I'll even I'll do an even better Ric Flair with my <laughs> woo. That's that's. You're gonna, you're gonna be was like, that it? Oh, yeah, you're gonna be like, okay, uh, Eddie with his number seven. Let me tell you something, brother. Or or then maybe it'll just even just end up becoming was that what was that politician's name something Dean he does the Howard Dean. (laughs) (laughs) I love Uh, that dude made a noise and ruined his career. (laughs) But I I love it. I mean, like yeah. that's the kind of thing. That's the kind of thing that makes me happy when somebody just makes such a like. You can tell he was so happy that he made that kind of noise that you would only make if you were that happy. So yeah, um, good for him like, for having a moment of happiness in his life. People, he fuck. Had a, he had a Super Mario moment. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today um, we are going to be ranking the full, just the full albums discography yeah. of Fear Factory uh, and. Scary Warehouse. It's Tim. <laughs> that was their first name, and yeah. then went, that, that's not working. Because it doesn't sound good when you yell it over like a PA, like "Ladies and gentlemen, Scary Warehouse." It doesn't sound. It doesn't sound very good. Actually, I think it has kind of a ring to it. <laughs> really? Well, we'll, yeah. we'll start. We'll start Scary a Fear Factory Warehouse. cover band called yeah. Scary Warehouse. Um. <laughs> Anyway, 10 albums, 10 full-length studio albums from Fear Factory, and it's a pretty timely ranking here because we'll, we're literally like closing the book on the uh, Burton C. Bell era of Fear Factory because he's no longer yeah. in the band. They got a new singer. Seems like neither one of them really ever want to have anything to do with each other ever again. So, mm. um, so we're here to wrap it all up before they get on with another album and of the same shit. <laughs> so, uh, um, so yeah, we're going to be ranking these, and I, I, and I, I'll get into it when I start talking about the albums. And we've got ten, so let's move through this motherfucker. First off, we start talking about where the band came into our lives, and for me, it was nineteen ninety three ish. 
Yeah, mm. I think it was probably 1993 when uh, uh, so Soul of Soul of a New Machine came out, and then it was announced that there was going to be a tour in 1993 that I didn't go see, unfortunately. That was Sepultura, uh, Clutch, Fudge Tunnel, Fear Factory. That Holy was, fuck! That was the tour. That's and a so bill. I think because of that tour announcement, because I was already really into Clutch, Fudge Tunnel, and Sepultura. And I was like, oh, well, who's this other band coming with this badass bunch of bands? So I heard Soul of a New Machine and absolutely loved it because and I'll get into the reasons why I love it when I talk about that album. But just as quickly as they as they were part of my life and I loved them, they completely fell off with everything they did after because I just I wasn't interested enough to keep up. But they are a band that throughout the past, you know, 25 years or so, whenever a song pops mm. up, I'm all like, oh, all right, that's pretty good. So mm. it's, you know, it's not for lack of like not really liking what they were doing. It was just not anything that pulled me in like, oh, you really need to get into this. Mm. But now because of our show, I've fully gotten into all of it. Um, and so, uh, yeah. So what about you? Uh, for me, Grand Theft it- Auto. actually, no, no, not this time. Not this time, actually. It's not a... Funnily enough, it's not a video game related introduction with this one. Uh, it's Which actually, is weird because it seems like this should be the video game related band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it would fit right at home uh, on you know anything involving space combat or machines, but you know strangely it just it hadn't crossed paths. That being said, um, I basically was looking for more music to get into. I'd kind of exhausted. Um, my collection at that point and i was like hey my uncle's got a shitload of cds maybe i can borrow some of him and rip them all onto my ipod um and they have gradually just become part of my collection and they sit in this here cabinet right here at the bottom does your um, does your uncle know how important he was to your musical development uh, absolutely we went to okay. a lot, we've we've been to a lot of um a lot of gigs together but cool yeah it's, it's a cool you know cool friendship we have yeah yeah the um what is it god it was it was definitely demanufacture and like an Mm -hmm. original cd so at that point when i first heard it you know it was you're talking like 18 years old i'm 2013 i was i was 15 years old when i first heard uh demanufacture and I, I literally just saw the album cover and i thought that looks fucking sick i'm gonna check this out um yeah I stuck it on and the thing that really um drew me in was like i had heard the first couple songs and i'd heard what they were playing in modern metal a lot of times but then like track three which is zero signal i think all of a sudden i hear and it kind of like cottoned on i was like this song's about terminator (laughs) <laughs> and, they were, and then come to find they've made a career out of it. So, I mean, when you're getting a Fear Factory album, you do kind of know what you're getting to, you yeah. know, to varying levels. Yeah. Um, but holy shit, I was sold at that point. I was like, oh, this is fucking rad. You know, groove, groove metal with... Somehow they have this way of being machine levels of precise while having a groove to it as well mm-hmm. which 
is a total juxtaposition, but they their subject matter tends to cover the, you know, fight between man and machine. So I guess that kind of works out. Really, it's a match made in heaven, yeah. this band and what they sing about. So yeah, that's that's my Fear Factory introduction. Oh, and cool. I remember when um, Genexus came out when I was in college as well, and when I heard Soul Hacker, I, I continuously used that to just test speaker systems. I was like, this can handle the bass drop at the at the start of this song. I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, let's. Uh, yeah, let's just start ranking as let, usual. Let's just. Let's get Eddie, to the ranking. Eddie Sparks starting his. Did I call? I just call. It was like Eddie Sparks. I don't Eddie know why, Sparks. I don't know why. Edward Sparks way. the third. Yes. <laughs> okay. um, all right. Uh, ten albums to rank. Let's start with Eddie Sparks. This is number ten Fear Factory album. Okay, so my number ten Fear Factory album is you know tends to be the the bottom pick for most people from what i've seen it's the second album without dino transgression hey also my number 10 okay let's just dive in um so 540,000 degrees fahrenheit cool opener mouthful of a song title yeah. uh, <laughs> unfortunately it peaks pretty early because i'm like okay that was a cool song transgression has a cool riff Spinal compression was the point at which, you know, I really began to notice the album suffering from a pretty glaring issue of uh, mid-2000s metal production in that all of the toms yeah. were clipping like fucking crazy. And I was like, are they just like really fast double strokes? No, no, they're just really farty because they're clipping, which <laughs> is, you know, not pleasant to listen to. And what that inherently ends up doing is it makes it loud without any oomph. So it's just lacking in what made pretty much every album before it fucking bump, regardless of the songwriting or not. Um, and right, right, right there, right there, you have an example of the battle between man and machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I understand this album now. It's a critique. <laughs> Uh, it was intentional, but yeah, it's, contain- not, it's, it's not about Skynet. It's about Pro Tools. That's what the whole <laughs> that's what the whole thing is about. Oh man! <laughs> One day Pro Tools becomes aware, yeah, <laughs> self-aware, and ruins the music industry by itself. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you got Contagion. It's got some chonky riffing in it. Empty Vision. Again, this album's production is unfortunately loud without the oomph of previous albums. Yep. Echo of My Scream is a ballady kind of track. Supernova is a crack at a more melodic rock take on Fear Factory. Now this, this is actually something I kind of like about this album. Their foray into a bit more of a melodic thing seems like a cool evolution because I think had it had a bit more of a weighty production behind it as opposed to pretty much a neutered, compressed to fuck clip fest... It yeah. would, you know, it would probably, you know, it would be a departure from their style, but on the flip side, it would still sound good. New Promise, Ballad Meets Heavy, a la Hollow by Pantera. Sadly, not as good, though. 
<laughs> I will follow. <laughs> I can always appreciate a band doing something different. Like I said, if they'd gone down this route a little more on this album, I might like it a bit more. But that chorus is a bit clunky, though, with all that walk away, walk away, ah, walk away, walk away, ah. You know, it's, that's when you write a vocal line and forget you have to breathe. Um, <laughs> and the 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 sad thing here is i'm about to i'm about to drop this this bombshell millennium the you know it's always unfortunate when an album's best song is a cover but that's what happens when you cover this killing joke banger of mm -hmm. a song um yeah. the original's great this one is a good cover uh, you know production aside moment of impact chunky closer you know honestly this album has moments that pricked my ears up and made me go that was genuinely interesting but unfortunately as a whole it's too unfocused and succumbs to some unfortunate side effects of 2000s metal production um with yeah. that i'm gonna let you get your transgression rant out of the way before we proceed yeah mine will be pretty short um but but I, i'm gonna preface the preface everything by saying this um, at, this was probably out of all the rankings we've ever done, the most equal parts, boring and aggravating <laughs> album rankings I've ever had to do. Um, mm. which, which is unfortunate because I went into it really looking forward to this, but by the time I got to this, because I literally just started from the beginning and went all the way through the albums. I even took day breaks where I did a few albums and then another few albums just so, you know, because wow. it got it got tiring. But once I got to this album with the sixth album, you know, it, I was so just done with them just doing the same shit over and over again to varying degrees of success that my notes literally say, Transgression, 2005, more of the same, now with shitty production. <laughs> yeah. So that is literally all I have to say about Transgression. Because, like, every single one of their albums has something in, in various spots where I go, that's pretty cool. But eventually it becomes, that's pretty cool, in the same way those 10 other things were very similarly cool in the other songs that they already did them in. And so... Hmm. The, the formula wears very thin very quickly for me. So if it doesn't have good production to back it up or if the songs aren't as well written as some of their other songs, it immediately, I, it's like just turn the fucking switch off on me because I'm just like, nah, can't do it. So this, that's why Transgression ended up number 10. And that's also why a lot of the albums, it, at least on the lower half of this, ended up where they did because it's too much of the same and yeah. most of it's not that interesting to me. So, yeah, that's that's like like I was saying, Supernova and I will follow are, you know, some of my favorite moments on the album because they, mm -hmm. they are different. You know, they're a, a band known for doing chunky death metal, groove metal sort of stuff. And they do a yeah. melodic rock song. If they'd done a whole album of that, I might have a greater appreciation for it. You know, like I said, production wise, unfortunate, but yeah, Transgression is the album for me where it was clear, wow, these guys need to rejuvenate themselves with, in, in some way, shape, or form because, damn, dude. But yeah, that being said... Moving on to number nine. Okay, so number nine, I've gone with The Industrialist. Okay. We didn't match up this time, but okay. 
Okay. Well, that you know, this album was done without a live drummer and instead uses programmed drums. I'm not one to be a snob about that. And if there's a band that can justify it, it's Fear Factory. Sure. However, I think that kind of colored my image of the music going in. I already knew that this is the album they don't have an actual drummer on. And yeah. I, I became very hyper aware of what I was listening to was a plug-in. And even even the production itself, it sounds that way, you know? It it's it, it's kind of bookended by two albums that I think have really good production for what they do, you know, Mechanize and um Genexus. Yeah. But this one in the middle, for some reason, just sounded a little bit, you know, flat to me. Uh, the Industrialist is a blasty opener, recharger, love a pinch harmonic, you know. That that first riff is very slipknot to my ears. Uh, New Messiah is Fear Factory doing Fear Factory. Now, I know I've done a track-by-track track for this, um, but that's going to appear quite a few times, so, uh, such as, wow, great bass, um, <laughs> as we previously had. But yeah. <clears throat> Goddy uh, is a bouncy chugger, depraved mind murder. Again, like I say, knowing that this album was done with program germs, there's an element of me that notices it, but wonders if I would have known, you know, if I didn't know that going in. But there's there's a very clicky side to this production that yeah, there's there's a click to weight ratio that's a bit off. Yeah, um, virus of faith. Now, I love when they do the left-right hard pan stuff, like, like, yeah, yeah. That, like, syncopated hard pan stuff is like, oh, oh, yeah, me likey. Uh, difference engine, you know, I half expected the riff to turn into becoming uh, <laughs> around the 30 second, 37 second mark because it goes into that da 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 like, bit. Uh, disassemble, no disassemble, Johnny Five. Uh, religion is flawed <laughs> uh, it, now here's <clears throat> pardon me uh this is the part of the album where i was like <clears throat> okay are they gonna do one of their big closers for the album but but no they do religion is flawed because man is flawed which is a short interlude unlike the title and then you got <laughs> human augmentation and the last nine minutes of this album is basically a soundscape so you get disassemble and then two more tracks which is kind of like that um nine inch nails album the slip which is like oh yeah it, it's it ends with basically two ghosts songs but he had it laying around so he just kind of tacked it on the end and that's how i kind of felt about this all in all it's you know there's like hills and valleys with fear factory um this being one of the valleys unfortunately yeah so with with that you know it's fear factory doing fear factory with a less weighty feel to it and a bit too machine-like on account of the program stuff yeah so yeah it, it, it was funny you made that, that as soon as you made the short circuit reference i'm like oh that's what fear factory should do an album that the theme of it is short mm. circuit and they've then, probably done it. To be <laughs> fair, they've probably they've probably said like this is uh this is a, a critique of you know the military industrial complex and the separation of church and state. Meanwhile, it's about fucking 
short circuit too. <laughs> oh yeah, and then one of the songs will be like, "Los Locos lo, lo, kick your ass, Los Locos kick your face, Los <laughs> Locos kick your balls into outer space." Yes. <laughs> All right, oh. you're welcome, Dino. That's your idea for an album. Let's do the Short Circuit Two um, album. Anyway, don't even do not... one. Just drop a minute no. two. Yeah. No, don't worry about number one. Yeah. <laughs> although, although it would be nice to get a nod to Steve Gutenberg, but you know, whatever. Yeah. You know. Um, True. Anyway, my, that's not my number nine. My number nine is the 2001 album Digi Mortal. Oh. Which is their fourth album, and uh, a, a big thing for me is that w- w- what was the name of the album before this one? I think it was uh, Obsolete. Yeah. I really enjoyed Obsolete, and then. And then this one to me was a pretty big step down and because I'll get to it when I talk about demanufacture, but there's a point where their sound, cause I came in, I came on to them. I, I mean, I didn't, I was sorry, sorry gentlemen. Um, <laughs> I, I got into them for soul of a new machine, soul of a new machine has a very organic quality while still incorporating this sort of industrial thing along with like almost a death metal thing. <clears throat> and then very quickly, it seemed like that's not what they were trying to do. And what a lot of times it ends up being is this really sterile sound to me with really generic riffs that are just played really well. You know, it's like there's only okay. so much that you can do before I go, a great chug chugging on D. All right. Everybody's chugging on D or uh, that's what she said. But you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's back. It's back to that again. And, and on top of it, it's just the way that it's presented. Like there's, it's, it's, a, it's, it's got so much aggressive shit on it, but at the same time, it feels lifeless. Like it's the weirdest combination of things for what they're doing, where sometimes it's like, We'd have we have industrial uh, uh, influences. They don't go far enough with that. We have metal influences. Sometimes those are like neutered because of the other ideas that they have. It just seems like it's there's it's 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 almost like because this is supposed to be like the conclusion of the trilogy, and I think yeah. like they they really like tried to drive home like here's an example of how dull metal will become when the machines take over. Like this is. <laughs> <laughs> this is Digimore. It's like here you go, everyone. It's a concept album where metal it just becomes, eh, and uh, and um. But it's but I'm not, it's not to say that it's not well done. It's just there's something about it that's just so like doesn't move me at all. It's just it's very strange. Um, and even like you get to the point where like I we got to the song, um, back the fuck up with Be Real from Cypress Hill. I was so ready to like this. I'm like, oh yeah, come on, be real, let's do it. And like halfway through the song, I'm like, fuck, fuck, what do you? How could you even? How could you fuck this up? <laughs> and it just, it, it, it's just very. It's, there's nothing for me in this in this album whatsoever. And the fact that it followed one that I did really enjoy just made me go, oh man, God, sorry guys. Um, yeah, but they they really very quickly get into uh, riff blur and song blur for me because you got to be yeah. a you got to be a huge fear factory <laughs> fan to know what song is on what album 
<laughs> because yeah. at a certain point, it's like, which one is this one? I don't know. Sounds like prom. <laughs> um, anyways, that was my number nine. What was that album called again? Digimortal. Uh, Digimortal. Why, every yeah. time I see that title, I think of Pokemon for some reason. <laughs> yeah, you know what? They, they, maybe that's what this concept was. <laughs> Digimon. But yeah. yeah. Um, okay, I, I actually like that album a little bit more, but uh, I won't give away its, its uh, place. Okay. Uh, my number eight is Archetype. Which one, which one is that? Archetype. That's the brown looking one. First one okay. without Dino. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now, th- this one proved that they were capable of doing Fear Factory without Dino. Yep. Um, but I also like Dino. So, you know, with that, yeah. you know, slave labor is an ass kicking opener. There's, you know, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. That really kicks the kicks the butt, kicks the door down. Um, cyber and waste. Kicks doors yes. and butts at the same doors. time. It is a multitasking track. Hell yeah. Like Cyber Waste, gnarly halftime riff in this song. Act of God has an awesome pre-chorus going on. Drones, groovy-ass riffage. There's a real groove to a lot of this stuff on here. Um, Archetype has some big epic synth orchestration as per standard Fear Factory affair. Uh, corporate cloning, blast beats anyone? Uh, Bite the hand that bleeds, ballady track with a cool chorus. Um, Undercurrent is a melodic kind of song. Default judgment has like a gnarly bass growl to it. Bone scraper. Reading that title makes me wince a bit. It takes a lot for gore to have much effect on me, but the moment you get into scraping bone, that's <laughs> fucked up, right? <laughs> Just fucking end it. Like, <laughs> Human Shields, another melodic one. Ascension. It's it's, it's so funny that you your mind went to pain and mine went to sex. I'm like, yeah, bone scraper. <laughs> Man, that, that we chick. We are real, on two different wavelengths today. That chick was a real bone scraper. <laughs> You're fucking horny today, man. You <laughs> take your mind off it. <laughs> Easter's a good time for you, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah it's a f- yeah. fertility or time or whatever. What is it? I don't know anything old, about religion. Old heads in heat. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. <laughs> um, oh, that sounds and, like an uh, interesting porno title. Old heads in heat. <laughs> oh, uh, featuring Eddie Spunks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ascension is this uh, soundscapey kind of closer. Uh, and I don't know if you listened to the same version that I did, but uh, there's a uh, Nirvana cover at the end of school. I, I avoided that at all costs because <laughs> I have never in my life heard a Nirvana cover that was good. There, It's it's literally like I can't. Everyone drives me up the fucking wall how bad they are. And so when I was going through these albums, I just Easy went off here. friend. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You know what? That's one of the better ones because at least I giggle at that one. Um, the the uh, I listened to just the original track listing of all of these because I I didn't want to get overwhelmed, which I did by all of the stuff here. But yeah, so you give what do you what did you think of the of the cover? Sounded like Fear Factory covering a Nirvana song. You know, it it didn't 
it didn't have a visceral piss me off effect so much as it was just like oh well they played it in their style um but if i want to listen to school i'm going to listen to the nirvana version really yeah. i i view i view tacked on covers in you know one of two ways you know an attempt at you know some crossover appeal or they had some fun with it and they stuck it on and if they want to put it at the end and it doesn't fuck with the actual track order same as what they did with cars on obsolete yeah you know uh, it's yeah that kind of is what it is it's probably just a little fun for them on on their end but you know it's it's not a fear factory song it's fear factory covering something but yeah like, like i say uh, archetype it, we're in a zone now where i'm like can't really poke any holes in it apart from the fact that fear factory have done this many times you know mm -hmm. yeah it, this it, this ranking is is less about you know good versus bad and more just which is the best version of this thing you know yeah so yeah yeah with it's, that it's, some sometimes it, it feels to me like if you're if you're going along with the machine theme it's like there's a fear factory album and it's been photocopied and then mm. for one album they change the cartridge so it's a little bit of a better photocopy and you're like ah oh, that's and then the next one it's a little faded and one, some of the colors are yeah. run out and you're like oh this is not really that good well, you, so. you could even apply it to their um, to their album art at this point because it, it has the the FF oh, thing dude. going on. Like, on, ever on, since Apple, on Apple Music, there's all these like there's like remix albums and all this stuff, and I go, are these all the same album? They all have like the same album cover. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's certainly a uh, a situation where a band came across something that worked and just fucking ran with it. Uh, yeah. Um, but you know, to, you to varying degrees. Yeah, like I was, like I was saying, over to you. Your number eight. My number eight. You already talked about it. The Industrialists from 2012. There it so is. my bit. Okay, look. First off, this album sounds like an album that was made by two dudes, and it <laughs> was. It was just Burton and Dino. Um, but. I don't think it's awful. The thing that was really disappointing about this is that, you know, I always like read like a like a, a little blurb about the album while I'm listening to it. And it said that, you know, all the drums were programmed drums. And I was ready for some real industrial shit. But to be completely honest, the drums sound just like the drums on every other Fear Factory album. And so yeah. I'm just like, OK, without well, this the is really slight weight that a real drummer brings you know there, there are a couple of their albums that literally it just sounds like programmed drums anyway so it yeah. doesn't matter but i was like if they had leaned into the program drums part and had every song have some fucking whack-ass drum sound yeah. i would have been i would have like, been totally on board with this album because they could have written sort of the same kind of songs they'd already done but if you present it in a way where you're leaning into the fact that look this is two dudes we're in the studio we're you know we're creating this stuff in the studio with a drum machine or whatever program drums like just just be a little more inventive and exciting with it but they literally just crafted an album that's just the same old shit and <laughs> It's just uh, it just it kind of sucks. Um, and, and songwriting wise, it's it's just bland, samey riffs. The riff blur, the song blur. Um, I, I just I just feel like 
Yeah. It doesn't have anything going for it except for the fact that it's not as bad as the other two albums. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, <laughs> but like, and, and it may have been higher if they, if they really had just done an electronic kind of style album. And I know that they, they save that for like remixes and other shit. And that's, that's all fine and dandy, but it, it, I just feel like they're a band that's done. They've done 10 albums where they, like I said, they flirt with this sort of ooh, industrial, but at the end of the day, it doesn't sound that industrial to me. It just sounds overproduced. And yeah, that kind of bums me out. Like if I, like I want it, like, like, you know, you brought up nine inch nails that there, he would have some songs with organic sounding drums and another one where I don't know what the fucking drum sound is. So what, you know, it's like yeah. just he, a fucking gravel dropping on the ground is part of the fucking, you know, sound. <laughs> and I'm like, that's fucking great. But they, they don't ever do that. And so, yeah, I wasn't impressed by this album. It didn't do anything for me. And uh yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my number seven is the most recent offering, Aggression Continuum. Alright. So it's the uh, newest album in the Fear Factory catalog, uh the final album with Burton Seabell on vocals. Yep. Uh and I'm pretty sure it was actually like wasn't it recorded? like five five six years ago or something didn't they were the yeah. vocals laid down in like 2017 well I th- if i remember right what happened was they recorded the album and then burton left the band and there was a big he fucking like, left the band <laughs> <laughs> and then there was like i think a legal battle and it held things up with the album and so it finally came out several years later but um <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> exclamation point! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, oh. it, 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 it's got, I, I love Lars so much because he seems like a dude that I want to hang out with, and on top of that, he's given me so much comedy gold over yeah. the years. <laughs> it's it's funny. I, I've recently saw. I didn't get to watch more than a few minutes of it earlier, but I stumbled upon. There's like a 45 minute unedited, like, like, uh, well, say unedited. It's pretty uncut footage of Metallica, like, taking calls at a radio station. And it's, it's like, the, 19, it, it's from the box set. It's from the box set. Yeah. yeah. I saw it earlier and, like, I just see Lars younger than I am now. Yeah. in that room and he's just such a you know he's just such a dorky little guy you know i just yeah. want to hang out with him you know he looks I, like yeah. he, he, he'd do well on this show <laughs> yeah I, I i agree i i think that i think that the biggest crime that lars ulrich ever pulled was just having confidence people don't like that yeah because <laughs> like that's really that's it that's like he's a dude that he seems confident but he also seems very friendly and people have just been like well fuck you for being confident yeah it's unfortunate. But, um, uh, speaking, speaking of which, speaking of which, next 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 episode, yeah, will have something to do with Lars Ulrich. Mm, yes, he's gonna stick fifty grand up our ass, <laughs> <laughs> one dollar at a time. <laughs> yeah. All yeah, right, what, uh, what, what, number number seven. Yep, uh, number seven, Aggression Continuum. Let's dive in. Yep. Recode. With the rapid exponential growth of AI, 
it's not hard to conceive a future where some sort of Skynet-esque event occurs. Like, we were, you know, just last year fucking around with that. Was it like it, it, uh, Dali Mini uh, Crayon Online Image Generator? Did you ever mess around with that? No. You type in, like, Will Smith eating spaghetti, and it, like, comes up with this fucked-up rendition that looks almost lifelike, but it's a little bit uncanny. Yeah, th that's moved on to video now. There is video of, like, gnarled-up Will Smith just wolfing down spaghetti, and it it's just slightly frightening to me that that has advanced at the speed that it has. I'm not yeah. even talking about the music at this point. These guys have a point here. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, no, I, I yeah. think that, I think what's going to end up happening <laughs> is that you're people are going to start making fake videos of people they don't like. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, and that's what I'm fucking scared of. So it's going to, so it's going to end up being, you yeah. know, I, I mean, I, I'm way down the line because I'm, you know, I'm not even, I'm not even, kind of famous but any you know, sparks if, if, drowns 50 puppies like yeah but, yeah eventually it's just gonna be you know old head is a is a sexist racist and it's gonna be a whole like me going off on a tirade and yeah. i'm just like that's not me but uh best way to tell count the fingers if it's got fucked up looking hands it's it ain't a real photo right now right yeah now right is. now yeah eventually it will learn Six fingers is right, isn't it? <laughs> That's what I've got. <laughs> yeah. No, um, but yeah, Go, going back to Fear Factory, I just thought I'd get that off my chest. Um, yeah, dis yeah. Disruptor, awesome stuff. Aggression I continuum. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Aggression continuum, killer riffs. Uh, see, that's the thing. There's nothing inherently bad about pretty much these albums going forward it's just like we say varying degrees of a similar thing um purity is melodic and grooving fuel injected suicide machine now that is a metal song title that's some like well that half of that is a death song title it's just fuel injected um, yeah collapse filthy breakdown in this song manufactured hope i love uh, ride cymbal bells that are panned hard left and right so you get the ding 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 like yeah. thing whenever yep. that's thrown in wonderful stuff um, cognitive dissonance uh, fear factory doing fear factory uh, monolith is heavy and catchy uh, an end of line standard close with the longest song fear factory move at least it's a song this time <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah Cause, yeah yeah because like they pretty much close out every album with a with a long song and it's it's either an actual song or just nine minutes of machine noise um yeah it's it's cool to hear it's cool to hear but you know i've heard it done yep better several times so yeah with that aggression continuum i i you know we're going to start rattling these off pretty quickly because we've pretty much exhausted the components. Yeah. You know? um, uh, my number seven is one you've also already talked about archetype from 2004, um, their fifth album. And I found this one more enjoyable than Digimortal, but still just more of the same. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. At this point in their discography, I had just gotten so tired of the same kind of shit and it got, annoying 
by this point, too, because there would be songs that had really interesting parts that I go, oh, this, oh, I like where this is going. And then it gets sabotaged by some same old, same old type of shit. Yeah. And so, yeah, once again, like, it, like, like I, I, I've learned that it doesn't matter who's writing the fucking songs because I really don't see much of a difference between Dino and whoever else is writing because it's. I, I really feel like a lot of us could just write Fear Factory songs. <laughs> um, but just take uh, but, cut rate by prong and quantize the fuck out of it. They, there, there you go. Um, yeah, but but like I said, all, like like it, these all all of these albums have songs that did, if they just randomly came up on their own and I wasn't listening to a shitload of Fear Factory all in a row, I would probably hear it and go, ah, it's pretty cool. But mm. in this context, it's like. I feel like I've already heard these and the things that seem new <laughs> eventually are, you know, the, 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 the verse may have something that's interesting to me. And then the chorus has some boring shit they'd already done. It's just, <laughs> it's way too much of just not being very adventurous with their sound when they, they are a band that could easily do that. But anyway, yeah. moving on uh, to number six. Okay. So, so this is where we turn a corner now into into pretty positive territory for me here on out yeah. um so my number six i surprised myself with this because i actually thought it was going to be like top four top you know the fourth fourth or third spot ended up being my sixth i've gone with soul of a new machine I hear me out. I saw that look. <laughs> but yeah. Um, it, it, to, to me, this album, I love it. I'm going to raise my hand and say, I think Fear Factory hit it out of the park with all these albums going forward, in my opinion. Um, to me, this album is Cookie Monster Death Metal with a techno edge. You know? Sure. And... I like that, you know. I don't mean yeah. that as an as an insult. It's it's actually an era of of death metal. I'm actually kind of nostalgic for when it still had had the organic side to it. I agree. Even if you even if you weren't like even if you weren't a fantastic death metal growler, you know, you could still have some charm to your voice. You know, there wasn't a prescribed right way to do it. So everybody still had their own like unique take on it yeah because uh, because Bert at, the, at that point burton's delivery was closer to barney greenway from napalm death than anybody yeah. else what and, a thought was life yeah. <laughs> you know? and uh so yeah and that, but you're right like that around that time when this album came out that th this to me was just another death metal album that had these other elements because all these different death metal bands were putting out albums that did not sound like each other and so hmm. I had grown to, I had grown very, I've grown very used to that. So when it stopped being that way, I got very annoyed, but uh, yeah. 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 It, embryonic comes to mind with this album, you know, that they, they haven't quite nailed what fear factory would become, but you can hear the potential. And that's what makes this one of their most interesting albums because they haven't figured out who they are yet, which but is, that means, which is a funny different because sounding one. Technically, this is a half re-recorded album that they already recorded. So, <laughs> yeah. so, it's, so you know, that's interesting. Well, yeah, there's, uh, there's Concrete, isn't there, that was Yeah, which we're not talking about, about Concrete because a lot of it was re-recorded. 
Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, with that, I know I know we say don't re-record your material. If it doesn't sound good, re-record it. Well, I you think know, in, 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 the, in the beginning stages, yeah. like if you do an, a, you know, a, a low-budget indie release or a demo, then yeah. yeah. If, you, if you get signed and you get a, you know, a better producer, then take your take your most powerful shit and put it on your on your uh, your debut yeah you got we care a lot from we care a lot and we care a lot from introduce yourself which yeah just, which i have i have no problem with that because they even changed yeah. some lyrics they did they did a little bit something different with it yeah yeah if you you know do add a little bit of a little bit of spice some herbs yeah. Some, some seasoning. <laughs> yeah. um, that just reminds me of that of that Eddie Izzard bit where he talks about Americans and British people pronouncing things differently, and he's yeah. like, you, "You say herbs, and we say herbs because there's a fucking H in it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that that doesn't stop the people around you know my way going herbs. I guess that's true. Here, have you stuck herbs on your chicken? Eh, right on. <laughs> what, 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 what's, what region was that? <laughs> that's, you know, general, general south, southwest, Cornwall, Devon, you know, Somerset, maybe. Yeah, you know, that sort of. The, the, it, it's funny that in Britain, like the further south you go, that the actual kind of nicer the conditions are. <laughs> Whereas. The further north you go, you know, you end up stab town UK. Either way, I'm go I'm going into a fucking geography lesson. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get on with Soul of a New Machine. So yeah. Soul of a New Machine, we've got murder. <laughs> uh, death metal with uh clean vocals and a tambourine. That's the- something you didn't hear very often in nineteen ninety-two. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but also, also the first time I heard that song, I was so I thought the 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 saying part, the singing part of the song was so creepy that I was just yeah. like, "Damn, how can they make they, they literally took like here's death metal, you know, and some growly vocals, but then yeah. it's the singing part that really sounds eerie." <laughs> yeah, and like like that's the thing is he's got an almost like machine-like Pitch to to his vocals that adds to yeah. the to the vibe yeah. of what they do, uh, and it's kind of inherently not an emotional delivery, but that no. makes it that much more foreboding, you know. Yeah. Um, Leechmaster, brutal, echoes mm-hmm. of the machine-like riffage and drumming that would come to define their sound going forward. Scapegoat is a pounding song, proper groovy. Uh, Crisis. Full Metal Jacket is an awesome movie. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Crash Test, brutal, Brutality Incarnate. Um, Fleshhold, same applies here. Life Blind, you know, I, I know D-Manufacturers where they really came into their own, but this is still a really original concept for its time, you know? Yeah. Death Metal with clean vocals. What the fuck? Uh, Scum Grief. Slow grooves with fast double kick. Anyone who watched our obituary episode knows that that's one of the uh, musical keys to my heart. Uh, Natividad is a percussive industrial interlude. Uh, Big God slash Rape Souls, Chunky. Uh, Arise above, 
Arise of Brother Bringus. Arise of Oppression. Oppression. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's some some good ping ding 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 ting ding 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 ping ding 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 ting ding 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 ride symbol work going on there. Love that beat. I call it the Lombardo beat, otherwise yeah. known as ping ding 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 ting ding ding ding. Uh, Self immolation is an extremely unpleasant way to die. Suffrage. Uh, <laughs> I literally think. I hear me out. You know, Loco by Cole Chamber. Yeah. I genuinely think it's funny because we recorded this uh, after our review of the new Jason Beeler and the Baron von Bielski Orchestra album, which we're going to. Which, be funny out enough, it's, it'll be coming out after this episode. So, um, yeah. Look yeah. Forward to that. Exactly. Where I was heading with that is I genuinely think Cole Chamber heard the intro to Suffer Age. Right, and the riff from Body Bags by Saigon Kick mushed them into the same song, and then boom, you've got Loco. Yeah, I that that song is awful, <laughs> and that's coming that's from the a guy that I I really enjoy a lot of new metal, but that is that is like one of those. I like Loco, but I can't. I can't give it a pass for for the plagiaristic nature of it. You know, it, it's yeah. there had to be some serious coincidental, um, you know, stuff because I've heard not one but two songs that sounds exactly like that song. Um, w O E, Proto Slipknot riffage, uh, Desecrate is gnarly. Escape Confusion. Vibe Crusher, uh, Manipulation, Blasting Closer. It's quite a long album. Maybe oh, it yeah. didn't need... It, here. That's what put it lower for me. You oh, know? yeah. And I I was thinking, it maybe didn't need to be 17 songs long, but, you know, as an original band, they had a lot to say. And I think that perfectly justifies a long run time if you've stumbled upon something no one else was doing. Yeah, uh, really. I mean, can you think of anything, anybody else who was doing that at the time or were Fear Factory the first to do it? To me, they were the first. I, I, yeah. Everything about that album when I first heard it seemed so unique to me. But, you know, there may have been smaller bands that I just didn't know about or something like that. I don't know. But, um, yeah. Fair. Love it. Love Louis. it. Love yeah, it. But that's, that, that is not my number six. Um, I, you, I didn't think it would be. <laughs> you already uh, you already talked about this one. My number six is Aggression Continuum from 2021, their 10th album. And so at this point, I'm going to have a little bit more positive things to say about the albums, especially with the last two albums they've put out. I really feel like the, the one of the best qualities of those albums is I feel like the Fear Factory sound and recording technology have finally come to the same level. Yeah. So yeah, they're presented to me, sonically speaking, in a way more enjoyable and uh, I don't know. It it feels better the way that the way the instruments and everything is handled. It just sounds so much better now. I was going to bring up there as well. It's good that you mentioned that because um, you can basically trace the the lineage of 
the era we don't usually cover. I mean, we usually cover a lot more 80s, 90s stuff. We're branching out a little more, but yeah. we... It, they kind of start at the peak and very end of the era that we really, really love, you yeah. know, with Soul of a New Machine. You hear, like, the birth of modern metal in the mid-90s, and then gradually the production in the 2000s just becomes pure ass. And yeah. then over the 2010s, you know, they slowly undo all those mistakes and until what we've got now. Genesis yeah. and um, Soul of a New Machine. No, sorry. No, uh, aggression aggression Continuum. Sound fucking fantastic as far as modern metal goes. Yeah, so so I, I don't like this album as much as Genesis, mm. um, but I think sonically speaking, this is the best sounding Fear Factory album they've ever put out. So that mm. alone makes me like all right well you know i'll be I'll, I'll probably enjoy what they continue to put out even without burton because i feel like they'll be able to present it in a way that because because there's there's a few of their albums that just have fucking no bottom in whatsoever and i'm just like what makes where the hell no sense <laughs> makes no sense but um yeah this this was um and i and i i also feel like certain bands go through like a slump where there's that young energy where they put out their early stuff. And then they go through like a phase where they just are kind of maybe not as motivated or, or uh, have as many genuinely great ideas. But then I think a lot of bands, they get older and more mature yeah. and all of a sudden they're able to present things in a way where even if they don't necessarily have anything new to bring to the table, they figured out how to like do what they do in exactly the right way to just make it enjoyable. And so yeah. I feel like modern fear factory is that where they may not be giving me anything new and they may still be lacking a lot of things. I think that they could do better, but for what they do, which at this point, if you're a fear factory fan, you're fully on board with all of this because like you're, you don't want, probably don't want them to veer too much to one side or the other. But, um, but at least now I think it just sounds great. So I don't love this album, but listening to it, I was like, well done guys. So, um, so yeah, that was my number six aggression continuum. Nice. I have a cool slug. It's a little slug. <laughs> it's it's uh, what, what what I don't something about that sound really like gave me the creeps. <laughs> well, that's that's the that's the segue back in. Hey, boom! There you yeah, go. yeah. <laughs> that's gonna be my new new clap clap thing from now on. I'm just gonna wiggle the slug. <laughs> that sounded rude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Back in, back in. This ain't Slug Factory, it's Fear Factory. My yeah. number five is... My number five Scary Warehouse album is Mechanize. All right. Yep. Uh, so, Gene Hoglund. That is all. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Number four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, this, this is the return of Dino. Uh, with Gene Hoagland on, on drums. Uh, Gene Hoagland is a fucking beast. Every time I've heard him on a recording, I'm just like, yeah, I can't compete with that. Uh, 
and mechanized the opening track had me uh, on after hearing transgression and then following it up with this i was like oh they're back yeah they're back they're back in the zone um industrial discipline one two punch of our brutality fear campaign like jesus christ gene insane drumming power shifter gnarly great song christ ploitation thrashy bashy kind of track mm-hmm. oxidizer is a killer song controlled demolition fear factory doing brutal fear factory this album is fucking crushing yeah. um it, it's probably one of their it's one of their heaviest uh, designing the enemy some genty bends in this one reminds me of Sh- of Meshuggah points uh, <laughs> i've just realized in my notes i wrote metallica division <laughs> no it's just metallic division short little thing uh and final exit for a band known for their chuggy stuff they actually have a great ear for melody um yeah. they know they know when to put a cool cool melody in there so yeah with that that's i mean that's mechanize yeah that's a good great one. shit that's yeah. not not my number five my number five hey. is genexus from 2015 their ninth album and okay. honestly pretty much everything i said about aggression continuum is the same here only i think that these have a lot more really strong songs than aggression continuum the production is great yeah honestly honestly listening to this one after the industrialist i was so just like oh cool all right cool thank I was, god I, yeah yeah because it it sounds really good um yeah it has a lot it, i think that that probably for the modern fear factory this is the best album that they've done um in you know a decade or something i don't know but uh, at that point, anyway, who knows? Who knows yeah. where they will go with this next thing? But um, I feel, I, 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 did I read something that they're trying to be a little more of an organic band now? Which I feel like will completely make them dis- disappear into the void of other bands, even more so than they already are. <laughs> because I'm like, what? No, you, you lean into the electronic stuff and just yeah. That's all I want them to do, but and they're, they're I don't even want going Fear Factory to do roots rock. Yeah, you know this well, is one well, of those. They're they're re-recording or they're remixing Industrialist with real drums, and I'm just like, okay. you, but but you know you're going to hear it and they're going to sound exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean so, they'll probably just yeah. end up with a with a better sounding kick drum, maybe at best. Like, yeah, I just uh, anyway. I, I think that Genexus is a very strong album, but they, they've done the same thing for so long now. And their new vocalist, like I saw a clip of him live and he sounded fine, but he didn't sound unique. And so I'm going to hold my opinions until I hear actual recorded music, because if he brings something new to the table, maybe I'll be on board. I don't know. But if mm. it's literally just more of the same with another guy doing similar style vocals, then I'm I don't I'm not gonna care and it's not gonna so you know it's for somebody else it's for the big fear factory fans out there but yeah Genexus good album great production good songs I enjoyed it um some killer riffs throughout and uh cool. yeah the, the 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 mature fear factory sound to me is pretty damn good uh, moving on to our top four 
Very nice. Well, I'm going to jump straight off of that because my number four is Genexus. All right. And, uh, yeah, I actually have a little bit of... Um, I was a fan when this came out. Uh, hey! To, to, to say for this one, because I'd already... I'd listened to Demanufacture for a couple of years, and I'd not really dived deeper into Fear Factory. I mean, to be fair, aside from Obsolete, and you know some other albums you didn't really need to at that point to get the fear factory idea so when yeah. this came out this felt to me like a like a spiritual successor to the manufacturer mm-hmm. uh but you know it's autonomous combat system crushing thrashy opener uh anodized crushing riffs uplifting choruses dielectric i remember seeing the video for dielectric on uh like it was either kerrang or scuzz around the time it came out and i thought oh those riffs and then all of a sudden the the chorus hit and i was like this is really uplifting all of a sudden you know you know, I can't remember the lyrics, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Machines you know, these guys, are taking over. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah Connor, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, locals kick your kick ass. Your ass. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 <laughs> oh. Uh, God, man. Sorry, that melted my brain there for a second. Soul Hacker. (laughs) Again, like I said, I test sound systems with this song. You know, if it can handle the opening drop with that 808 boom underneath that crushing riff. I'm using the word crushing a lot because, you know, it applies. Uh, But yeah, Proto Mac, technical poundage. You know, that that could be a song title in itself, to be fair. (laughs) Genexus. I mean, these guys are cooking on this album. Church of Execution. You know, I do detect a little bit of inspo from from the from the budding gent scene that was, you know, really kicking off around this time. You know, mid twenty mid twenty tens. Everybody I, was like, "Is that is gone it, now?" I, I don't hear that term anymore. It's it's still around, but you know, people people were like, "Okay, the meme is over. We're just gonna start calling this," you know progressive again but you know for a brief while it, it i went to i went to college around the time that it was at its peak you know and everybody mm-hmm. was like animals as leaders you know monuments and you know i'm partial to, to a lot of that stuff actually you know I, I like a little bit of that from time to time but i had a friend who had an eight string and i remember the first time i played it and like it, you know you're you see a, a fretboard even bigger than normal, but you're still just so tempted to go do 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 you know. Yep. I I can't say I blame them for you know having that uh, low end focus because it's just so fucking fun to play. Uh, but yeah, regenerate the the orchestral synthy stuff is always a cool addition to Fear Factory's music. Battle for Utopia more riffage and uplifting choruses uh and then finally i i will say expiration date really shows off their ear for melody i know that uh, you know from a lot of the people i've seen do videos on on what their takes on fear factory are they're like oh fuck expiration date it sucks i'm like what because it's different yeah i think i think it's a cool ending i think it works really well as an album closer it's a nice palette cleansing track Yeah. yeah 
know, th- this album came out when I was just starting college. It, it fucking rules. This is modern metal done right. And sure. done right by arguably, well, one of the most important bands in forging what would become modern metal. I mean, you've got your Meshuggah. Um, basically, anything like post-1994 that sounded like this is the foundation of, of what we have today. In, in, yeah. You know, for better or for worse. Exactly. Um, yeah. All right. So my, my number four, this is probably the one where people will get out their pitchforks, I guess, but it's still in the top five. Uh, Demanufacture is my number four from 1995. Wow. So when this album came out in 1995, I was immediately out. I was just Mm. like, oh, because it's it's more polished. But at the same time, and it still it still comes, it still hits my ears in the same way that it did back then where I hear too much of what other bands had already done. Like they're, Mm -hmm. they're clearly being influenced by other bands doing things at the time, but there's so much that just sounds like other bands. There's like, there's, there's stuff that sounds like prong prior, prior to that prong had already done cleansing and they, they had already, they had already started doing this thing where it's a little more mechanical style stuff. So there's that in there. There's Godflesh in there. There's Killing Joke in there. There's Nail Bomb. Nail Bomb was the year before this. There are songs in this album. I'm like, that sounds like it's off the Nail Bomb album. And hmm. so at the time, I'm just like, so they're no longer a unique band. They they gave us a pretty a, a more polished album. But yet now it just sounds like a load of other bands doesn't sound like anything unique like the first Fear Factory album. So I was I immediately went, all right, guys, have fun with it. And then this is the album that that people fucking go to. And I'm all like, really? Okay, because it's not bad. It's, It's my number four, because songwriting wise, I think there's a lot of really cool songs on here. I just it it. Coming after Soul of a New Machine, this album to me, I'm just like, it doesn't, it, I feel like they could have gone down a more unique road and they didn't. And I don't know. It just, it doesn't grab me as much as uh, my top three. Um, it's very well done. Um, I, I really think that the only, the, the biggest standout for this album is that they started to try to incorporate more electronic elements. But like I said before, they don't really go far enough. And I think it could have been cooler if that's what they had done. I would probably have more praise for this album if that's what they had done. If they had really leaned into the industrial side of things because they had the production value at this time to do it. But hmm. they didn't really do it. Um, but there's yeah, there's definitely standout tracks here. And, um, I think on this, when they started on this particular album and for a lot of their albums, you, you brought up the point that there's like groove to some of their songs, but a lot of times they're the recording and the performances of the songs. It's too precise for any of the groove to actually move me. It's, it's just, Hmm. it's just very sterile sounding a lot of times. And this is where it starts. So it's from my point of view, somebody who was so impressed with one album to then have this album that in hindsight, listening to it, I go, all right, 
I see why people really like this album, but I'm like, I also still see why I didn't get into it at the time because Mm. it's, it's very well done, not very interesting metal. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) and, 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 but like, I think that very quickly they recover from that album. Um, and, and and start to move in their sort of own direction. But I just think this album has way too much stuff that sounds like other bands. And um, and I also don't like that Burton C. Bell moved away from the more sort of like... Gra- growly to the more demonic shouty. Demonic type growl. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So a lot of the things that I really loved about them, they just didn't really continue here or they didn't push them forward in a way that... I think was very successful. So that's why it is my number four. To be fair, you know, I, I'm looking at it more as, as a person who, you know, heard the manufacturer at a time where it was approaching its 20 year anniversary. I mean, you were there for soul of a new machine. So you, you were probably yeah. geared up more for, you know, another techno death metal album. And instead you got a, you know, groove metal album with, synths on it at times and i yeah. i get that yeah it, it, for, it's the same me, it's the same it's the same yeah. reason why i never got into machine head and a lot of those bands from the mid 90s because they all ended up doing stuff that to me sounds way too similar to other things and too similar to each other where mm. i'm just like it, there could be good songs but at that point i mean we've talked about this before i was so spoiled by the music coming out in the late eighties and the early nineties, every, yeah. every album <laughs> was giving me something new or something that, that I wasn't expecting or something that's just like utterly enjoyable. But then everything just became like, Oh, now metal is just this grouping of sounds and we're going to keep move forward with this. And I'm just like, uh, it's yeah. just, it just, it really lost me. That's why like by the late nineties, I wasn't listening to metal at all really. Hmm. And, um, but you know, I found my way back. But yeah, anyway. Fair enough. Uh, but that was also so your my, first the first album that you heard too, right? Yeah, yeah. That's so also it, very important. So yeah. So so with, with that, I'm gonna jump onto another first for me, uh, which is you know this is the biggest gap I think between the both of us. Uh, my number three is Digimortal. Okay. And me personally, I hear it as they heard what was happening in death in sorry in new metal, mm-hmm. and just leaned a little bit into that. And you know, I've been on something of a of a new metal redemption arc in the last six months or so. I've just been yeah. hearing a lot of new metal, and I remember God back when I was about. 15 16 kind of turning my nose up at it and going oh thank god that's over and now i look back and think actually do you know what this all fucking bangs the production on so many of these albums actually really moves you the songs are fun you know and i i kind of took a look in the mirror and i said hey man you're known on the internet for being the fucking glam metal lover so you can shut the fuck up about the the public perception of of uh uh maligned genre as far as you know talking about anything was and i was like you know what mirror eddie you're right i mean I yeah to- I, mean, I mean really they were they they're they're very similar in that bands eventually became almost like they were wearing a genre halloween costume when they yeah were, <laughs> when they would come out with their album 
Yeah, and and both tragically died a very sudden um, downfall. Um, I really yeah, do want there to be. I, there are some bands that are that are being given the new metal tag, and the thing that bums me out about them is that nobody's embracing the things about new metal that I like. So everything hmm. is like Slipknot esque, and I'm like, ah, I I really I want some bounce. I want a fucking DJ. DJ Lethal. Exactly. So that's 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 what I want. I want fun. <laughs> I want there to be some. I want there to be like some some movement. But yeah. it's like, oh, we're new metal, so we just we just do the Slipknot kind of thing. And I'm like, that's barely new metal. And so I'm yeah. just. It's a, so I just want, and yeah, I want some, they don't necessarily have to rap, but I just like that. that yeah. That's what I loved about the new metal that I actually liked because I'm like, oh, it's metal and it's hip hop and it's together. And I love both those things. This is fun. But I think too many of them are now like, oh, we're new metal, but this song is all blast beats. I'm like, no, get the fuck out of here with that shit. It's, it's just, that's just death metal with a fucking sideways baseball cap on (laughs) (laughs) it's a long braided colored beard yeah and and everyone's gonna look to the side when they're playing their guitars that are really low (laughs) (laughs) berber dang do you even berber dang (laughs) bruh anyway yeah uh, digimortal i know that you're not the biggest fan of the of this of this here fellow nah wasn't great. My, my myself, on the other hand, I, I actually really like it. Uh, what will become? I thought it was a killer opening song. Uh, damaged. I love the sassy little synth in there. It's, this is how I heard it. It sounds like the Sims Two soundtrack on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I can see myself designing a riv- living room to this while violently headbanging. Um, Digimortal. All I could think during the song, the intro was. DJ Lethal! Because there is that, like, scratchy thing going on, and I was like, "Yeah, you know what? They, you know, I know they got Be Real on here. They should have had Fred Durst at some point. You know, like, it would have been incredible. Uh, no one. Groovy. Lynchpin is probably the first Fear Factory song I ever heard, actually. I, I had Demanufacture, but I, I saw the video for Lynchpin on okay. the TV. Yeah. And, I, and I saw it, and I thought, these guys are. First of all, that is a large guitarist. Secondly, wow, this song sounds awesome. <laughs> you know, you know, I, but you know, it's. I I fucking love this song. It's. I think it's their like most well known song at this point, isn't it? I think it's like the most streamed. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a catchy track. You know. <laughs> One one of the things that cracks me up, I used to go on the uh, YouTube comments of that song, and um, the "Can't Take Me Apart" is like sounds like a bunch of other words. It's real easy to do the um, like misheard lyric game. Yeah, uh, and one that sticks in my mind is "Can't Give Me Your Paw." <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, there's so, there's so many good ones. That, that's that's like a rabbit hole. Do yourselves a favor and go check out the comments on that fucking music video because it's funny. Um, Invisible Wounds, Dark Bodies, uh, Fear Factory Ballad. Is that the first brackets of the episode? It is, and it's funny because there's uh, there's two brackets on this album. 
Uh, Acres of Skin, Chunky Riffage. That reads like a Cannibal Corpse title, you know? That, it, to me, Acres of Skin. Uh, back the fuck up, you know? I love this. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. New Metal was great. We all need to admit it and move on with our lives. I think this is what's kept us here for the last 20 years. But, but, that, but, that, did, but yeah. that song doesn't give me enough New Metal. It's like... Yeah, but I just like hearing Be Real. Lot. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, I love Be Real. I, you know, mm. this, this, as much as the next weed smoker, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, Bite Block is a head, head bopper. Hurt Conveyor, now the highlight on this album for me was Hurt Conveyor. That bit where it, you know, slows right down. You know, oh, I fucking love that bit. When when that song comes on in the car, yeah, well, that's what I'm, that's what comes. I'm that's what I was saying about like so many of their albums have those moments where you where you do go, oh yeah, but it's just the yeah. the. I guess the ratio of those moments and just, okay, moments is what a, makes them yeah. different Fear Factory albums. For, for me, I, I, I totally understand every critique you brought up of this album. And this is one of those times where I can legitimately turn around and say, like you've said in the past, okay, I understand and respect every critique of this album. However... Something it does, I just, I like. And I think it's mainly the time period of which it's so glaringly from. And the yeah. fact that I'm in my new metal redemption arc, as I call it. Um, you know, there's little moments on there that allude to it. But, uh, oh, and finally, you get memory imprints. Never end, which is a uh, big epic closer. Honestly... I mean, the, the the trilogy is my top three. <laughs> it's, you know, oh, okay. that's, All just, right. that's how it just worked out. But uh, yeah, Digimortal, number three. Yeah, it's a divisive album. I think it's the most divisive of all the, all the releases. Cool. cool. Um, my number three uh, is Mechanized from 2010. Gene Hoagland, Great one. That's, all, that's all I have to say. No, um, <laughs> same. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really, it's a really good energy to this album. Um, my only gripe about this album is that the production of it is so heavy on the high end that it gets mm. kind of annoying to me. Like I, I like the their stuff needs more thickness to it, and this one doesn't really have it. But that, on the other hand, there's like a thrashiness to this album that they don't always yes. do that I really enjoy. And I don't know if that's a Gene Hoagland influence. Like he showed up, and he's like, hey guys. We're gonna be doing some thrashiness in these songs, okay? Because that's what that's how Gene Hoagland sounds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whenever there's an interview, he's like, you know, like here's a clip of the music. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot of fun to do that album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, he just cracks out a death song and then just immediately goes back to. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh yeah, I, pl- I, I played on that album. That's pretty good. Drums are good, um, <laughs> <laughs> killer, killer drummer, very understated personality. He seems like he's a great dude, but he's it's so funny as a, he's so laid back seeming. But um, yeah, Mechanized has a lot of killer songs. They sound to me like a re, a reinvigorated band at this point. Yeah, and um, I I just really enjoyed the album. Not just not just the Gene Hoagland bits because he's a great drummer and was able to fully do all of the Fear Factory esque drumming that they needed to do. 
But I just think that overall, it just felt like a more inspired album and a more... I just enjoyed it. There was there was a lot of good moments where it just kept me engaged. So uh, yeah. Mechanize, Mechanize ends up at my uh, number three. Nice. Cool. So my number two... <laughs> I think we're gonna ma- I think we're gonna match up here. Are we? I think so. A, a number two. Quite possibly. My number two is obsolete. Yes. Also, my number two. Hey. So, what's our matchup so far? We got transgression and obsolete. Yeah. Is that our matchup today? I think that was we it. We got two. Hell yeah. <laughs> but yeah, obsolete. Also, my number two. Nice. Um, so it kind of doubles down, but it also expands off of the manufacture with a bit more emphasis on the groove. Yep. Um, shock, you know, the violent marriage of man and machine is perfectly scored in this opening track. Edge Crusher, fucking hell yeah. That's a fucking Crush tune the- right there, man. Crush those edges, man. Hell yeah. And I love, I, despite what anybody says, I love the stand-up bass in that song and the mm. and the scratches. That 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 right there, I'm like, okay, bands do more of that, more of those yeah. things. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's Smasher slash Devourer. You know, my anaconda don't burn <laughs> unless you got buns, huh? It's like a part in that song that really reminded me of. of yeah. Uh, Securitron police... Sorry. Securitron hyphen Police State 2000. Uh, the clean vocals in Fear Factory are unique to Fear Factory in that they're emotionally ambiguous, which, you know, kind of benefits it. Yeah. Again, it feels like a machine kind of emulating a human voice, you know? Um, Descent is a melodic track, a nice change of pace. High-tech hate. Rapid fire drumming in this. Sorry. Freedom or fire, vibey techno metal. Obsolete is just gnarly stuff. Resurrection. Now, first song from this album I ever heard uh, when I saw the music video for it when I was like 15 and thought it was cool as hell. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, that like suffer through tragedy. Part. I was like, oh hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, timelessness, ballady, quote unquote, closer. Uh, and then you get cars. Here in my car, which I feel safer. So, which, which as, you know, as, actually, as usual, I didn't include that because it wasn't on the original release. But, um, how, however, right, my big stipulation as to tacking a cover song on the end is that it is completely stylistically different to everything that you've heard. Yeah. AKA, when they put, I know it's not on the original, but I've always heard it like this. When they put "Easy" at the end of "Angel Dust," that yeah. to me is like it's like an after dinner mint. Do you want to know something that made me even more angry than people saying that that's part of the album? I, there's an ad that keeps popping up on Instagram that's like, uh, buy these repressings of these classic albums, and one of them is "Faith No More," "Angel Dust." And on the on the printed thing and on the back, it says that Midnight Cowboy is an is an added bonus track. And I was just like Okay, you, now 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 that's no, fucked up. Nobody like, can take that <laughs> shit serious. You can't call yourself a legit repress that actually gave a shit if you think Midnight Cowboy wasn't on the album. 
So I'm Mm-mm. just like, go fuck your repressings. Get the fuck off my Instagram. Get that so. shit right, fuckers. God damn. Yeah. At least my at least my my repressing of angel <laughs> dust. Why. My repressing of angel dust. They had the they had the uh, the um, I don't know the. I don't know what word I'm looking for. They were nice enough to sure they included easy on the album, but it's not on the track listing. It just starts playing at the end of the album. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was, anyway. I was, I was going to, I was going to say something like the, the slug be not impressed for those who don't know. I have one of these slugs. <laughs> that sound is, that sound is, it's awful. I don't know what it, it sounds like the, it That's sounds like the, the, I'm pissed off. It sound. <laughs> I know it's. A, I know it's. It's different, but it reminds me of the noise that uh, that Polly Shore would make. Them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you're all edged because I'm wheezing on your grindage, just chill. If I had the whole Brady Bunch thing going on at my pad, I'd go grind over there. So don't tax my gig so hardcore, Cruster. Oh yeah, that that made me happy. Nailed it. Button. That's one of my favorite <laughs> movies. Um, anyway, did we? Oh, oh, ops. We're selling obsolete. That was um, a bizarre segment. <laughs> that uh, could ops. be the most insane tangent we've ever had. I don't know where that. Where that? <laughs> it's, it's, if we're we're look, everybody. We're on number two. We're reaching the end here. And um, <laughs> fear factory fatigue is a real thing. So. Um, <laughs> You know. um, uh, so yeah, op- obsolete third album. I love a lot of the tracks on this. I, I I love it more than Demanufacture because I feel like they started to sound a little more like their own band. So the hmm. the style that they were trying to pull off with Demanufacture, they're doing it better here with more memorable songs, and it doesn't just sound like influences of the band. It they sound like okay, well here's what we were meaning to do, but now here's us as Fear Factory. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of great tracks. Uh, um, really, the only thing that I don't like about it is that I just like the sound of Soul of a New Machine better. I love the sort of <laughs> off kilter raw vibes of that album, and this one is a little more precise, and I don't enjoy that as much. But aside from that, Obsolete is a pretty damn good album. So it ends up also at my number two, which brings us to um, our number one, which is going to be just us talking about the first and second album at this point. So um, cool. go ahead. You're number one. Okay. So my number one is the manufacturer. Now this, you know, I know, I know that you have a, a complicated relationship with our, with our friend here. Yep. However, the this album has gone on to be incredibly influential. Yeah, um, undeniable. This al- yeah, it's it, you know this album alongside other mid nineties albums by bands such as Corn, Meshuggah, Machine Head is the foundation that you know modern metal is built upon. Um, let's let's dive right on in with the title track, the manufacturer. Uh, this is an absolute statement of intent. This song, you know, it begins with that um, really locked in kick playing, you know, that would be pretty much a defining feature from here on in. I know yeah. that they did 
that on Soul of a New Machine, but it was it was less integral to the overall package. From here on in, that's like if it's not in this, it's not a Fear Factory song. <laughs> yeah. um, you get self bias resistor, epic song, zero signal. You know, Terminator Two is a great movie. Um, Replica <laughs> is <laughs> Replica is the album's big hit. It's a great song. Um, New Breed is fucking insane. Dog Dog Day Sunrise is a cool cover. Now I will say. Body Hammer, I love this song. That you know that riff is filth, the beat crushing, and that like um, fucking anvil smacking ting sends chills up my spine when it kicks in. That it's probably my favorite. It's, that is my favorite Fear Factory song. I think uh, Flashpoint, Thrashy Groovage. HK, Hunter Killer, extremely tight playing. Piss Christ is just brutal pounding. And Therapy for Pain is this epic 10-minute meditative track that closes out the albums. It has an end credits feel to it. And I feel like many of the albums that follow Demanufacture, you know, with the exception of Obsolete and Digimortal, um, so many of these albums feel like a a reskin or a sequel to demanufacture because it's structured very similarly yeah a reboot <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so to, to me this is the album that i spent the most time with so it's kind of ingrained in me that you know this is the go-to fear factory album sure but you know obsolete has really been a sleeper hit for me over the years because now when i hear it i'm like I can't deny how much of an awesome next step it is. It's just that I spent so much time with D-Manufacture. Um, and it was kind of like a masterclass for me when I started taking up the drums to like master the double pedal. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why it's kind of like burned into my mind. I can never listen to that album and not do the uh, foot stuff which is incredibly dangerous when I'm listening to it while driving. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I managed to persevere, though. But yeah, like I say, it's great stuff. Over to you with the weather. Nice. My, uh, my number one, obviously, is Soul of a New Machine from 1992. Um, so I, I went into this fully ready to like find the album that I would go, oh, this is their best. It's just not the one that's my favorite. But that didn't happen because I, there were I had way too many gripes about it, and in the in the end of it, I was just like, "Look, they they they're Fear Factory. They have a thing, but they started off with a thing that to me was much more interesting." And okay. when I first heard it, like it like I said, it was the first time I'd heard like a combo of like death metal and electronic elements with those eerie sung vocals, and I back then and now enjoyed the fact that there's an off kilter raw sort of organic quality to this where it feels like it could kind of go off the rails occasionally. Yeah. But that makes me feel, I, I enjoy the experimental nature of this. Like I almost feel like they were like, can we pull this off? Is, is this going to work? 
And I almost feel like at the end of the at the end of like the album recording, they were so pumped that they had done it. They're like, yeah, throw all fucking 17 tracks or whatever on the album. Yeah. <laughs> because they're like, we fucking did it. Um, and so but it still sounds fresh to me today. Like it's like so many death metal albums from that time period. You can hear influences on later stuff, but they still sound so unique. And Soul of a New Machine to me still sounds like a very unique album at a time where there were yeah. no rules to death metal. It was what whatever you know whatever you felt like kind of throwing in there you could do, or you could be as straightforward as fuck. It doesn't fucking matter. And I really loved it at the time because getting into heavy music, which is where I was, 1993 was the beginning of me getting into all the death metal. And it was always like, let's find the more extreme stuff. But if somebody was able to find that extreme band that was unique that's when we were all like, oh, fuck, yeah, because it's like and so that's what that's what that, this was a big deal at the time for me. I love I love this album and it's it just sucks because they are one of those bands that I can safely say that I really love one album. And then the rest of them, some of them are really good albums and some of them are not very good albums, but none of them have a quality that brings me back to them again. And mm. Soul of the New Machine is the only one that does. And um, I, 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 I think it's it's just, it, ha- it has to do with when you come into this band, because I really do think if Demanufacture is the first thing you heard, it has a way different impact on you. And where Fear Factory continued to go is probably more appealing to you. But for me, I I prefer this sound over metal that sounds like it was programmed on a computer, which is what they ended up becoming, but it makes more sense for their subject matter and how, what they were doing. But like I said, they went in that direction, but didn't, didn't, they weren't adventurous with it. You know, they, they, they're like, yeah, we're, you just like, just like with, with that one album has programmed drums, but they just made the drums sound like the drums on all the rest of their albums. I'm just like, well, where's the excitement mm-hmm. and experimentation in that, that, that you had on the first album? You know, it's so, you know, I'm one of those dudes. I'm one of those, one of those, you know, I haven't liked them since the first album, but I could, it's honest. It's, it's, I'm honest here. I, I enjoyed some of the albums on this a lot. But I can't find I can't see myself going back to any of them except maybe obsolete. Obsolete's probably one I'll probably go back to and listen mm. to, you know, occasionally. But for me, Soul of a New Machine is just such a unique and awesome and cool album that it's hard to fuck with. But you know, yeah, there you go. Which is, you know, totally fair. Your ears like what they like. Yep. But yeah. Uh well that that wraps up Fear Factory, man. Hell yeah, Fear Factory, uh, all 10 albums ranked. And so, as usual, we're going to give them the salute, which is three, two, one. Yeah! Yeah! We did it! We did it! Yeah, we did it! (laughs) It's like the. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Anyway. Yeah, so yeah, that, we did it. <laughs> that 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 wraps up uh, the the this era of Fear Factory. Who knows how much longer the band will be going with their new vocalist or how that's going to turn out? But right now, 
Yes. Um, we, we, we put a nice little book in here and been like, all right, we've, we've ranked them up to this point. And, mm. uh, now it, now it's up to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was good. The that was may concern over to you. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, uh, these, it, it's, this is a really good example of why I really like doing this podcast slash YouTube show because I didn't really have very much fun listening to these albums, but as I was going through it, I go, you know what? But I know I'm going to have fun talking about these albums. So it ends yeah, up that's making how I, it, yeah, yeah, it makes it a better experience. But um, but yeah, if you're a, if you're a big Fear Factory fan, obviously as usual on, on YouTube, put your ranking in the comments. And um, yeah, some some of you have a lot to say about some albums, and I and I do I read those. Um, normally, I just have nothing to say in return, so I just give you a little heart. We appreciate it. We appreciate all the peanut butter platypuses. And um, next week is a very special episode because mm-hmm. the new Metallica album is coming out on April 14th. And uh, we are going to give ourselves a few days to listen to it and kind of, uh, you know, figure out what we think about it. And we're going to do an entire episode just talking about 72 Seasons, the brand new Metallica album. How how stoked are you, sir? I'm pumped. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. You know, I waited. I waited six of the eight years between Death Magnetic and Hardwired, and now I've waited. What is it? Another seven for this one. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty hyped. Yeah. Especially considering that you know there's no guarantee that this won't be the last one. Do you think they have another one in them after this one? No, no idea. Um, I, I think so. We'll we'll discuss this on the next episode. Yeah, yeah. we're we're gonna have a very long discussion about this, and so we hope that you join us. And um, it'll be it'll be fun because you know us. We both we're both huge Metallica fans, um, so we'll have a nice long discussion about the new album. So, uh, yes. So that's it for this episode of cranked and ranked. Thank you very much for joining us. Any, any parting words before we go? Um, fear factory. Cool. Fear metal. Good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just gonna, just gonna say that I'm very proud of my, my line. Fear factory fatigue is a real thing. Um, Mm. (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, thank you very much for joining us for Cranked and Ranked. We'll be back next week with, uh, I guess it'll be another Cranked and Reviewed is what it will be. Yes. But uh, until then, um, you know, keep one foot in the gutter, one fist in the gold. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next time. And as usual, I'm going to throw it over to Mr. Eddie Sparks to take us out. Hostile! With that, because you did Pantera, because you did the, because you did, you did the, you did the Ricky Rackman thing. So I was doing the, I was doing the Headbangers Ball thing. Yeah, I was thinking of doing a later dude, later, later dude, later dude, later dude. Yeah, yeah.